Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retirement Elevated with Sean P. Lee. I'm Sean P. Lee. I'm one of the managing partners here at Elevated Retirement Group, and I wanted to welcome you to our podcast. As I go through the podcast today, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us a number of ways. You can reach out to us just through our website, elevatemyretirement.com. You can email us at askelevated at erg-slc.com. And you can just give us a call at 1-855-50-RETIRE. Now, today on the podcast, I want to talk about this idea and walk through and help everybody find the right advisor for them. Not necessarily find the closest advisor or the advisor that's the easiest to find, but actually finding the right advisor for you. It's hard to know how to choose a financial advisor. And when you think about it, there's so much value at stake. Yet, how can you tell the experts from the charlatans? Who can you trust? How do you really know who you can trust? After all, you're busy with your kids, with your career, with life in general. You want to be able to trust someone to make sure that your financial planning is on track. But there's a den of thieves out there. Adding confusion to concern are all the sound-alike titles such as brokers, registered investment advisors, certified financial planners, financial coaches, financial consultants. These all describe similar services, and who can tell the difference? Now, it's time to pull back the curtain on all the techno babble so that you can find the best financial advisors and eliminate those posers who are acting as financial advisors. So in this episode, I'll give you a step-by-step due diligence process for how to choose a financial advisor that fits your needs, and you'll learn how to sort through the maze of confusion so that you can get the expert help you need to reach your financial goals without getting ripped off. So let's start with one topic, one question. Let's start with this idea that choosing a financial advisor is more about looking inward on yourself than looking outward in the marketplace. What do I mean by that? When you look for a financial advisor, really, what are you doing? You're looking for somebody whose expertise matches your stage of life, your needs, your goals, your desires, and your values. You need to have a really clear idea of what your goals, beliefs, values, and desires are, and then you can start to go out and find the advisor whose expertise, credentials, and experience match what you're looking for. Let me give you an example. Most of you know I'm an avid baseball fan. I played baseball for 27 years. And when I was younger, I had some shoulder issues. Now, the person that I went to when I had those my shoulder issues wasn't my general practitioner doctor. They weren't going to help me through the issues that I had with my shoulder. When I met with them, we walked through and we did a, a routine physical, checked blood and blood pressure, cholesterol, things like that. But they weren't going to help me get through my shoulder issues. So I had to go to an orthopedic specialty hospital and work with somebody who was familiar with a sports injury, one, that understood the body and how to recover and rehab your body from a sports injury. So I ended up at the orthopedic specialty hospital and and went through rehab that way. I went to a specialist for my specific injury, not somebody who could look at my throat and my ears and tell me that, hey, you know what, you're healthy right now. Go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. So when we start looking for an advisor that matches your stage of life and your stage of need, you need to look inward. You know, what am I trying to accomplish with the money that I have? What do I want 
to accomplish when it comes to retirement? What sorts of income levels do I need? How am I going to save to get there? And what credentials, licenses, and standard of practice are important to me? Once you're able to look inward and figure out who you are from an investment standpoint and a personality standpoint, you can match your specific needs to the right specialist. Because I can tell you this, that not all advisors are created equally. There's a difference between licensing. There's a difference between experience, credentials, how they get paid, and who they represent. Now, let's look at the three most common compensation models and, and how that impacts the advice that you receive. Advisors are most commonly paid one of three ways. The first way that an advisor could be paid is by commissions. Now, that's the individual sells you a product and they receive a commission from the company that they're representing and that they're selling for. Now, when we look at the commission world and the securities world, now that comes in the form of mutual funds or variable annuities. Uh, in the fixed world, it comes in the form of insurance products. And in a lot of cases, we look at, well, what's the incentive to get you into that product for that advisor? Well, it's to sell it to you so they can receive a commission. Now, that doesn't mean that that's wrong. However, you need to have a clear understanding of why that's happening. Why does this particular product fit into my plan? Is there a purpose to the money? Is there a purpose to, to recommending that? Or is it just to receive a commission? Now, the second way that advisors get paid are fee only. That's just like an attorney would get paid or a CPA would get paid for their services. So as the advisor, that advisor can charge a flat fee. They can charge an hourly fee for services rendered. Services rendered could be, you know, create a full-blown financial plan for me. I want you to create a financial plan that I can take, that I can incorporate into my world, but I can oversee it and monitor it. And hey, if I need help along the way, charge me an hourly fee. So it's very upfront. It's flat fee for, for a plan and then an hourly fee in most cases. Now, the third way that an advisor gets paid is what's called fee-based. Now, fee-based is usually compensation through a percentage of the assets that the advisor and their firm are managing. Forces the advisor to sit on the same side of the table, requires the advisor to have continual relationship, continually work with the client so that the plans are in their best interest in moving forward. Now, when an advisor falls under the fee-based and fee-only structure, they're usually following under what's called the fiduciary standard. Now, the fiduciary standard is... Quite simply put, there's a moral, ethical, and legal obligation to do what's in the client's best interest. Fiduciary standard, a moral, ethical, and legal obligation to do what's in your best interest. There's no representation of a company. The advisor represents you, the client, and has to adhere, and it has to do by law what's in your best interest. That's a big deal. Now, where can you go to find and research an advisor? You just go to the SEC, SEC Advisor Search. And you can pull what's called a form ADV. Now, form ADV on an advisor is going to have all of their background, their expertise, their experience. Have they had any complaints? And we'll give you the information that you need to do some research and due diligence on your advisor. So that's where you go to really look to figure out if an advisor is the right advisor for you. Step one is understanding you know, what does all this mean? How do they get compensated? You know, where can I go to research them? But then you need to make a determination 
is it really important for me to meet with this person face to face? Technology is a wonderful thing. Technology is amazing. Now, my mother is in Massachusetts once a week on Sunday mornings. She gets to FaceTime with the grandkids and they get to show her all the projects that they've completed this week. They get to show her their stuffed animals or their Lego creations, or she can even be FaceTime during my son's baseball or soccer games or see my daughter play guitar. It's phenomenal. Technology is a phenomenal tool when used correctly. Now, in the advisory world, is it relevant for you to meet with your advisor face-to-face? -face? And with all the technology we have today, whether it's Skype or GoToWebinar, GoToMeeting, Uber Conference, the ability to share your screen and video conference in with an individual really makes it an opportune situation for you as the consumer, you as the retiree, to find the right advisor for your situation, not the advisor that's closest or easiest. I know many of you are bombarded on a weekly, if not daily basis, and invited to the latest and greatest seminar to feed you dinner and will teach you everything you need to know about planning in an hour. But is that the right thing for you? Is that the right thing for your situation to go through and learn the latest and greatest product when it comes to your planning? Or should you spend some time and find the right advisor for your unique situation, regardless of if they're in Massachusetts, Florida, Utah, California, wherever it may be? With the way technology is today, you have the ability and we have the power to find the right advisor for our situation, not necessarily the closest advisor to us or the advisor that's easiest to find. My mom's in Massachusetts, but I grew up in Southern Wyoming and we have quite a few families in the Wyoming area that drive down to Salt Lake just to see us. Planning is that important. Vernal, Utah, we have families that come out to see us from these areas because their plan is extremely important to them. And they wanted to find the right advisor for their unique situation, regardless of location. So as you're going through your planning, think about that a little bit. Should I find the advisor that's easiest? It's right down the road. Or should I find the advisor that's right for me? Now, once we know who our advisor is or what we're looking for, do designations matter? Now, there's lots of them, CFP, CPA, PFS, RIA, CFA, CHFC, MSFS. There's lots of designations. What do all these you know, different acronyms mean and different letters behind an individual's name? They all mean different things. Now, the four credentials that we look for are CFP, Certified Financial Planner. As far as when we look to hire somebody into our firm, we look for, for credentials. CFP, RICP, which is Retirement Income Certified Professional, CHFC, which is Chartered Financial Consultant, and I carry a master's degree in financial planning, MSFS. Now, those four credentials just mean that the advisors are committed to the craft. They are committed to educating themselves and making themselves better for the clients that they serve. Now, when we look at credentials, does that mean that one advisor who's credentialed heavily is going to be better than another advisor who doesn't have any credentials? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the advisor that doesn't have the credentials is just really focused at this point in time on providing a level of service for their, their clients. 
there are a lot of advisors who carry a ton of credentials that fall under that suitability standard. So credentials are important. They, they show a commitment to excellence. They show a commitment to, to bettering yourself, but they should not be you know, the end all be all. They shouldn't be the, the only thing that we look for. We really need to spend some time and look for an advisor who, who has a strong track record when it comes to taking care of their clients. An advisor who's committed to their craft. An advisor who's going to put you first, regardless of what their conflicts of interest are out there. An advisor who's going to disclose those conflicts of interest. You know, right now in today's day and age, we're inundated with information and we can get overloaded when it comes to the information that's out there. And sometimes we need to slow down. We need to slow down, filter through all the noise that's out there. And we call it financial marketing. You know, you can go listen to the radio and, and hear the latest and greatest on how to plan. Or you could learn how to maximize your social security. But we have to understand the difference between financial marketing and financial science. Financial science tells us that, you know, do we really want to maximize social security? Or do we want to optimize social security? Big differences. Because maximization of social security just means, hey, get the most out of it that you can. And the best way to do that is to work until you're 70. But do we want to optimize Social Security by incorporating Social Security into my unique plan and figuring out a way to leverage that benefit the best way possible to create a higher asset pool for myself, maybe a higher income stream for myself, and potentially an increase in inheritance to my beneficiaries? So that's just one example of financial marketing through financial science. So on today's podcast, I just want to talk about you know, how do you find that right advisor? What do you look for? Does, it, does that right advisor need to be right in your backyard? Or are you willing to talk to somebody who's maybe a thousand miles away as long as you know that you're going to get the right plan for your situation and it's going to be yours? Think about it a little bit. Now, I wanted to thank everybody for listening today. Once again, this is Retirement Elevated with Sean P. Lee. I wanted to thank you all for listening. And once again, if you have questions, you can reach us at 855-50-RETIRE or you can go to our website at elevatemyretirement.com. Thanks again. I look forward to speaking with you soon. All the best. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.